Well, today's show, we've got uh, Tanya Robb. Uh, one of our favourite guests of the year. This is your third time this year. It is, and you still can't get my name right. Rob. Rabba. Rabba. Do you know I, me? <laughs> I don't know. It's amateur night. It is. It is, isn't it? It's terrible. It's disgusting. So how are you? I'm fine. Very, so, very busy. Very busy. Yeah. So, so what, what have you been doing that's been making you very busy? Well, I've been coming to uh, see lots of disability arts theatre shows at the arena. Why? Why? <laughs> because you're always there. <laughs> well, we'll getting, t- getting me free tickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you paid for one of them, I think. I did. I did you did. Uh, you That's made what, it. That was before I became a very important reviewer. Yeah, we'll talk about you being a reviewer. So you finished your Who's Who? I have. Tell pe- us what that was. That was. That was. That was well, it is. It is ten paintings, ten portraits mm. of uh, pioneering and emerging disabled artists. And that is ten. There are ten paintings and there are ten multimedia um, um, portraits. Mm. And the whole thing is now online. It has an online exhibition. Mm-hmm. And it is at www.tats. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> Tanya Raba. That's all one word or is there a dash in the No, there's no dash. Tanyraba.co.uk. Oh, that's cracking, that's cracking. And is it all completely finished? It is all completely finished. All the paintings are up. All the paint. Well, then they're, they're done. Nah, they're done. <laughs> they're all done. And when are they going to get put up and where are they going to get put up? Well, the, um, the launch of the whole project will, exhibition will be launched on mm-hmm. the 15th of March mm-hmm. at Halton Lee down in Poole in Dorset. Poole in Dorset. And I am Which is in, where you got married, isn't it? It is where I got married, yeah. Which is very, Marvellous. very... It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Because uh, they've had a bit of a trouble, haven't they? They didn't get their funding off of the heritage, did they? No, they didn't, to, to, uh, to set up the, um, the, the National Disability Arts Collection and Archive. Mm-hmm. But, but I wasn't in it anyway, so it wasn't really worth it. <laughs> we haven't done any decent art, have you? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell she's a critic, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a sip of water. That's why the little pause there. So, coming back to who's who, who, who are these ten people again? Well, there are yourself. They are the... one. <laughs> <laughs> That's all ten. I'm the biggest picture. Obviously. Yeah, of course. Of I'm course. the biggest picture. Yeah. No, there is Dr. Paul Dark. There is uh, Matt Fraser. There is um, Tony Heaton, Colin Hambrook, um, Joy Tudor, uh, David King, Zoe Partington Solinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie McNamara, mm. and I think that's the ten. And, and so which is your favourite of all those ten paintings? Which is my favourite painting? Yes, because you must have a favourite. I do. Mm. I th- I really like Tony Heaton's portrait, and actually I like yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's because we... we between you and I, we are, in fact, the sexiest people in the disability movement, aren't Well, we? indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know whether that's just really sad or really good. <laughs> Obviously good in your case, but sad in my case. So let's talk about, then, Dash. Dash. What are you up to with Dash? 
What am I up to in Dash? Well, I've just finished um, getting uh, three artists together to develop their careers mm-hmm. in the art world, and they're putting on an exhibition at the Cube Art Gallery. Where's in, that? That's in Oswestry, and that opens on the 14th of January for two weeks. And where are those artists based? Uh, there is uh, Jean Green from uh, Birmingham. There is Rob Gemmell from Shrewsbury, and there is um, Richard Zimler, who's a musician from. Um, uh, sorry. It's all from, right. <laughs> from Welshpool. That was my dinner. Mm. I've just had Christmas dinner in Tesco's. Where? Where in Wolverhampton? No, in in Shrewsbury. It this, was it was a staff do. This, this was the dash dinner. Yeah, this was, was the dash Christmas dinner, dinner in Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, Mike wasn't there, so I mean, it was just me and Paula. And you couldn't have found a better restaurant no, than Tesco's? we had a party in Tesco's. It's groovy. Well, it, it's egalitarian. Yeah. It's egalitarian. I, I, I think that's impressive. Not many people would book their, their work's Christmas dinner at Tesco's. <laughs> yeah, do not think. <laughs> and you... Did you take a vote on this and think, <laughs> no, well, we, there's that restaurant, that restaurant, all this Tesco? No, we were just going to go to the cafe in the Lantern, which is the building that we our office is based in. Mm. But it was packed. So we just stood there looking at one another and we thought, right, let's go to Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> so that's planning. So that's, pla- <laughs> that's, that's forward the, planning. That's the quality of dash planning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we uh, like to we like to work spontaneously. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you seriously had your work Christmas dinner in Tesco's? Yeah, we went to Tesco's for uh, lunch. And you're going to have that for the rest of the week as well. You're going you're going to go back to Tesco's every. Well, no, week. today was my last day at work, so I'm finished till next year now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's only like the tenth of December. I know, but I'm having a, I'm having a holiday. <laughs> I've worked hard. You've you've saved up a lot of toil, have you? To- time <coughs> off in loon. Toil? No, no, I haven't had any toil this year. Mm. No, I'm just having a, I'm just having <laughs> a week off. <laughs> and, and why wasn't your boss there, or was that a strategic plan? Well, no, he was actually <laughs> in Birmingham evaluating the Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery project that we've just done. Really? Which is the um, we've just done. Um, Audio descriptions of several paintings, haven't we, Paul? We have indeed. We'll talk a bit about that later. I should have bought one into play, shouldn't I? Oh, God, you should. I should how how organised is that, you <laughs> see? Forward planning. <laughs> yep, it's uh, Christmas dinner at Sainsbury's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind that, actually. That's not so bad idea. Anyway. So he's in Birmingham doing the evaluation. Who else is he doing it with? Do you know who else is evaluating No, I don't have a clue who else is doing it. Hopefully they've got some disabled people to evaluate it. Well, Otherwise I reckon, it'll be a bit rubbish. I recommended Robin Surgeoner to them. Oh, did you? So. <laughs> That'll be cheery yeah. then. So uh, hopefully they got him and, and, and many of the other disabled people I recommended. To my... <laughs> so yeah, they'll come back that they're all brilliant except mine and yours. Michael say mine's rubbish. <laughs> and everybody will say that. They're just drone on. <laughs> What's wrong with those disabled people droning on about they're these paintings? Bitter, whinging, <laughs> yeah, disabled people. They're not even that. They're just handicapped, really, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I can't stop.
all fluffy now. <laughs> I'm just God, choking on to... my own water there. Ooh, blimey. Oh. I did choke on a sprout earlier. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tesco's quality yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> at least they don't do Christmas dinner at Wilkinson's or else you'd have had it there, I wouldn't would you? have, yeah. Wilco quality. Don't, not Wilkinson's. I buy a lot of stuff in Wilkinson's. <laughs> They're in Poundland. <laughs> Last of the big spenders. That's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so tell me what, uh, what, 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 what are you going to take from your uh, me and you and uh, four others or five others? How many did this Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery thing, which I've had Karen Braby on, you know, I've, I've, I've mentioned it a lot, and we go in and we talk a bit about paintings. There's collaborative interpretations, personal interpretations. <laughs> and uh, we did that, and it's open now, and you can go and see it at Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery. <laughs> If you want to. No, it's a hoot. You really must. <laughs> Lots of buttons to press and that. Absolutely. And you can hear... Ta- and you can hear us. You can hear your voice, my yeah, voice. Indeed. And 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 many of the silent voices of the oppressed, <laughs> which we embody. Don't we, Tanya? We do. <laughs> I've completely forgotten what the, que- what the question was. Is What have you taken away from that experience? Has it made you a better person or a better artist, your engagement with Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery? <laughs> it's made me think, that, <laughs> what is the world coming to? <laughs> when the Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery won't, won't hang one of my paintings in their main gas hall exhibition <laughs> as a 20th century... And disabled people Peace should really be in every gas hall, really. <laughs> they should. <laughs> well, they already have been, haven't they? <laughs> That's a little Holocaust joke there, I tell you. It's a bit obscure. Tanya's just too clever for us. No, it was good. It was... Um, I quite enjoyed going to the... Um, going to the... Um, to to record the soundtrack. Where did you do that? Oh, then? I went to this place called Skadge Productions. In Skadge. Tel- I know it's such a brilliant word, Skadge Productions. <laughs> and where was that? In Telford. Mm. And it's a, it's a new company. They've just kind of set up. And they treated you like a king. <laughs> queen. Or a, <laughs> or a princess. <laughs> yeah, no, a queen, darling. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did. They had ramps and everything. Glass of water with a straw. Well, you haven't got a straw here. You know, what, what do I get? What service do I get here? <laughs> well, as a qualified social worker, I thought making you drink out of the cup would be good rehabilitation for <laughs> yes. you to integrate you back into mainstream normal society. <laughs> yes. I think it's only fair. No, it was great. Scash productions were, were, um, were great. And um, actually, from going there, mm. told them about my multimedia project. Mm. And um, and they're actually recording BSL interpretation for the whole thing for free. So there you go. This is audio, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Audio yeah. BSL. No, no, not audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, it. I'm disappointed. I so wanted it to be audio oh. BSL. No. They're going to film it. Yeah, you, they're and, filming it. And, and, they're, you... and then they give, give me the footage and then... Um, for free? For free. Oh, this is what I like to hear. Yeah. Because they're a brand new company and they just want to, um, you know, they want to get the word out. Yeah. Good, good, good. (laughs) (laughs) Which would have cost me a fortune. It would indeed. Did they provide the BSL interpreter or did you have to provide that yourself? No, they they give me that as well. Well, it was the guy's wife. (laughs) So that was handy, wasn't it? I think we should just say thank you, Skadge Productions. I think we should. Go on then. Thank you, Skadge Productions. (laughs) 
<laughs> Obviously, they're not as good as uh, WCRFM, but you know, you know, well, they, you never know. They they may become the top people in Telford, and I'm sure there's masses of competition in Telford. So, <laughs> so what else did you take away from the Birmingham experience apart from your high fee? which was more than me. (laughs) (laughs) That's because I'm more important than you. (laughs) You got paid more than me, didn't you? I did, yeah. But then I got paid more. You got paid more? For doing the audio bits. Did you? Yeah. Well, it all evens out. That's only because I told you you your fee was far too low. That's right, that's right. So... So that so that was that was and so I like to think of Tanya as my mentor, my mentor, yes, both intellectually and financially. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a cold? You keep snorting for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, and I'll turn your mic off, and you can have a good snort. Sorry, sorry, listeners. <laughs> people don't want to hear people I know, snorting on the do radio. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they we make, could have a whole new thing going. They snorting. make exceptions for the disabled, but that's just pushing their tolerance <laughs> yeah. too much. And what did you think of the final result? If you were doing the evaluation of the uh, Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery and its cracking title, talking about disability, disability. and art... Well, I didn't want it called that. I didn't want it called that either. No, I wanted, I it, wanted called... it called Tanya Rob. <laughs> you never did. <laughs> Why weren't you giving a speech anyway at the opening? They said that uh, too many speeches are boring, so they cut my one out. So I obviously wasn't... Uh, <coughs> they would have been better with mine because the speeches that were Well, the other two weren't exactly were, entertaining. Weren't very good, were they? Yeah. A bit well, disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're not listening. You spoke very well, whoever you are. <laughs> No, they were they, they they were fine. I mean, I didn't want to give a speech. I hate speaking <laughs> publicly. You, you just like doing radio a lot. Yeah, because <laughs> I can just sit sit and look at you and laugh. I think skank is it skank <laughs> productions? Skadge. Skadge. Yeah. Skadge productions. You should you should be recording your own little half hour radio show every week, and I could broadcast it in the middle of mine. Give what? me a bit of a break <clears throat> with Skadge. Yeah. Well, there you go. You're tempted by that? No. <laughs> There's no money involved. No. You're definitely not going to no. do it. No. <laughs> no, so if you were going to evaluate that. Evaluate that Birmingham Museum and Art thing. What would, you, what, would you, what would your negatives be? My negative would be about the actual setup of the podiums. You don't like the podiums? No, the podiums are very inaccessible. So by, by each po- painting or whatever it is, there's this little sort of box that's on a bit of a stool, which they're calling you're calling a podium. Well, it's a wooden. It's a old, it's a totally wooden thing, isn't it? And you press buttons. Yeah. I suspect it's just a facade. Underneath it, it's plastic. Well, you've got to. And you've touch got to screens. Take the, no, you've got to. No, there's no touch screens. There's three buttons. Well, you've been there. I thought. So it was you don't even know, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were touch screens. No, no, but there was three. But now you said that, I remember it is buttons. They're there's all... three silver buttons. Mm-hmm. I thought and they the... were black, but you know, let's not quibble. And there is a lot of there is a lot of writing. Uh, there's a lot of things to listen to, mm. and if you wanted to listen to the whole lot, mm. you would be there for a considerable amount of time. Listening to it all. And you have to pick up the earpiece off the side as well, don't you? Yeah. That's quite difficult. Yeah. Well, I can't pick it up. Somebody else has <laughs> pick it up for me. And, uh, but somebody else said that it was too short, the, the cable. 
on the headset. That's true. That's true. Tall people. Yeah. Wouldn't be able to do it. They'd have to stoop, stoop yeah. over the stool. But you see, if you're in a wheelchair, use it. If you're in a wheelchair, you couldn't. You can't tilt the screen either. So if you're fairly low, you mm. can't read it. But is it for disabled people? Isn't it just for ordinary people to give them a new insight? Well, shouldn't it be for everybody? Well, ideally, yes. But you know, what what do disabled people want to hear about other disabled people? They don't care, do they? <laughs> <laughs> don't you think? No, I think I think disabled. Aren't they? You know, the idea is <clears throat> to get to increase the. You know, a wider audience. Mm. So, in order to, you know, it has a disability perspective, so that is hitting. The so, what about? Do you think they should get a virtual reality glasses with <laughs> BSL in them? That would be good. <laughs> and also, there was no, there's no BSL. Absolutely no audio description. No. So it's missing. It's a travesty. It's isn't it? missing huge amounts. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, some of some of them, the podium isn't in front of the painting. It's to the side. So it's to the side, and you can even misinterpret which painting it's about. Yeah, totally. You can't get close enough to the painting in order to, you know. So the visually impaired are not catered for. No. The deaf are not catered no. for. <laughs> The blind the way, can't see it anyway. So the wheelchair matter. users can't see it. The wheelchair it. users can't lift up anything. So, and the people who have got uh, who are um, mobility impaired that have got sticks and whatever. They'd fall over in front of the podium. Because the podium, I lent on the podium, it's very wobbly. So if you're, you know, if you're unstable. So you, you expect lots of security guards to be getting, talking into their microphones going, he's fallen over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But also, one of them, the one that I done, they've put <laughs> they've put it behind the the barrier thing. You yeah, know? but that's because it's the one you done. Did. No, it's <laughs> yeah, but the barrier is supposed to mean that you can't touch what's behind it. So they've placed the podium. Ah, so it looks like they can't touch your one. Yeah. And is it only your one behind the barrier? I, I didn't notice any others. You, that... you only went to your one. No, didn't of you? course. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find yours. Yours was right around the other side. Someone said to me, oh, yours was brilliant. But then it turned out they'd actually listened to someone else's. Which okay. Who said to... that? It was one of the, you know, the grandees attending and they came and said, oh, you're Paul Dark, that one was brilliant. And it turned out they'd listened to someone else's. Oh, well, there you go. They were just I, listening I to didn't, your... I didn't put them wrong. I, obviously, I yeah. want them to walk away with a good impression of me, obviously, and, and you know... <laughs> I think I think the um, I think the content that we wrote about mm. in um, in them was um, was good, <laughs> entertaining, <laughs> interesting, and so challenging. <clears throat> Ch you think it was challenging? I didn't think it was challenging enough. Not enough. Mm. No, but uh, you know, for a starter, mm. it's all right. But then, if you're going to get that kind of money, you might as well go radical because it, it doesn't really make any difference, does it? Yeah, but at the end of the day, Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery. Are what not. are you a footballer? At the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> what have you just won a cup match? <laughs> well, at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, even <clears throat> at the end, at the beginning of the day, <laughs> the, the I forgot what I was saying now. But at the end of the day. No. <laughs> About being radical, it wasn't radical enough. And you're oh. saying it was at the end of the day. Well, no, no, it wasn't. It's not a radical <laughs> piece. But it wasn't for it wasn't for challenging in that kind of way. I don't think. <coughs> well, welcome back to the coughing show, as Tanya likes. <laughs> Do you know it's the winter? That's what cripples do in the winter. They're ill. Cough. 
You're not a cripple. <laughs> <laughs> the handicapped. <laughs> Do you call yourself a cripple often, Tony? No. <laughs> Only on public radio. Well, my dad used to call me a cripple. Did he? Yeah. Didn't he like you? No, he loved me. <laughs> well, he still does, I guess. My dad called me Reuben. Reuben? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Uh, is that your name? <laughs> well, I think I reminded him of someone he knew in the war called Reuben. <laughs> really? He couldn't quite manage to call me by my name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which, as you obviously know, is Paul, and he always called me Reuben. Was he senile? No, no. This was when he was quite young. This was when he was when he was in his forties and fifties. He called me Reuben. He oh. always called me Reuben. But he had five kids, and he could never remember anybody's name. Oh well. So he he used to call me Reuben, and he just call used to call the others you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, at least you had a name. <laughs> uh, but uh, such is life. Such is life. What was that record? That was three minutes of Aretha Franklin singing Joy to the World. Do you like <clears> Christmas, Tanya? Do you know what? I do quite like Christmas, yeah. Yeah, to think about that. You're, yeah. You know, why, why do well, you... Well, because I think, I think you can like Christmas if you're feeling good about the year. Mm. And if you've had a rubbish year, yeah, then you're not going to feel good about Christmas. But I've had a quite good year and I don't particularly like Christmas. Do you know why? Okay. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> Right, what do you mean? Everybody says I'm contrary. I'm not contrary. Why is that? <coughs> is that because you're just a miserable old person? <laughs> uh, why? I, I, I don't know. I suppose it's because I went to a religious school, uh, boarding school, and, and equally we went home at Christmas. And I didn't. Yeah. It's not that I didn't like going home, but going home was a bit odd because mm. I lived at school. Well, I, yeah. Days, well, know, I did the two. I did too. You did too. Yeah. <laughs> and so I never really. It was Christmas always a bit confusing. My dad always worked Christmas. Yeah. Uh, mainly to avoid my mother, because he, he, he didn't <laughs> like my mother. Yeah. And my mother didn't like him. So it was only fair that... And I was always very disappointed that my father, and he worked shifts. Yeah. And he used to do eight till eight, morning yeah. till night, or night till morning. Yeah. And he... And, of course, he... If he wasn't working, he'd try and get overtime. Yeah. And possibly a double shift. Because if you got a double shift, that's 24 hours. Yeah. Double time, <coughs> it would be a lot of money, you know. And we were a poor working class family, yes. obviously. <laughs> we didn't have carpets or anything like that. It's true. <laughs> well, my dad worked shifts as well. On Christmas Day? Um, no, no, no. But not. But he always worked a night thing. It wasn't a. He didn't swap between. What did day he do then? He worked in a bakery. <laughs> I don't know what he did. Yeah. Et pies. Bake? <laughs> yeah, bake. He's a big guy, is he? Like, no, no. Well, he used to be. He's only little now. He's <laughs> older. He's shrunk now. He's yeah, given yeah. up the baking. Yeah, he has, yeah. <laughs> so my dad and I was always very disappointed that my dad wasn't there. Oh. And so it always was a very miserable time for me. And I think I've carried that on into adulthood. Oh, I hope you don't make it all miserable for your family. No, I put on a brave face and I sing them Christmas no, carols. I hope you do. Or why you do a little <laughs> Tiny Tim thing on Christmas Day. <laughs> I like to think of myself as Scrooge. I bet you are. <laughs> Here's a tenner. Go and buy yourself something, Sally. You have to send Walker out on a on a uh, you know to get the get the goose. <laughs> <laughs> what up West Park with a shotgun? Yeah. <laughs> Go and get us lunch, lad. <laughs> so I, I I always had a problem with Christmas, so that's my sad time. <laughs> oh goodness me! Well, I I quite like Christmas now that you know I'm older and I'm just with me husband <clears throat> now. 
And so what is Mr. Rob Weber going to get you for Christmas? <laughs> well, do you know what? I don't have a clue. And does he know what you're getting him? Um, he knows only some things because he, he likes to pick things from a list and then I have to pick. He gives you a list. He gives me a list and I have to pick from the list because <laughs> otherwise I just get him cookery books about how to make soup. <laughs> Is that because he can't cook? No, that's because he loves cooking. He loves cooking. But, but one he's year, just not very one good year I think I got about three cookery books for him on, on how to make soup. And so what's on his list that you haven't got him? I'm intrigued at a man who gives his wife a list. <laughs> gives me a list. He gives me a list in Amazon, from a, on the Amazon shopping list. Oh, does he? Yeah. And what, what have you got on your list? <clears throat> I haven't got anything. What, from me that I want him to buy? Yeah, yeah. I haven't got anything. I don't give him anything because I like surprises. You like surprises. And nothing is a big surprise on Christmas morning. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> so what... What what kind of books would you like if he was thinking about as he's listening? As he's listening. He's not actually, he's in he's Manchester. He's <sighs> taken his students to Manchester for the day is to look at art. Why? Why? Um, and where are his students based? Uh, there's Hereford. Hereford to Manchester? Yeah. So he's gone for about four or five days then? <laughs> he's gone from he's, he's gone from Shrewsbury today. Yeah, but most of the students are in Hereford, aren't they? Yeah, so that, they are. That's a four or five day trek from Hereford to Manchester. It's a... <laughs> Goodness me, it is. <laughs> I think getting to Hereford is probably one of the worst drives from around here that there is. Well, it is. A, it is it a takes an eternity, doesn't yeah. it? Well, from my from my end, it takes about an hour. Oh, from here, it takes about three, four. It five doesn't hours. take three hours. About an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like three or four hours. Oh. <laughs> so, what does he want? I'm intrigued at this. What man's does he want? List. He like he was he likes um. Um, audio um, um, things from you know CDs, you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, from but, uh, soundtracks from films. Uh, uh, are you a big film goer? I am quite a good, big film goer. Yeah. And is there? Do you go? And, is there an art house in Shrewsbury, or you just hit the cineplex? No, no, I have to go to go to the cine. <laughs> so you're a philistine. Cine basically. world, or whatever it's called. You're a philistine, basically. Yeah. You, you don't go. <clears> I've been to cinema for ages, though. But we are going. We're going to go and see um, that one about the. Um... <laughs> I don't know why I'm so rubbish. It's got talking polar bears in it. It's got talking polar. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can remember. It's got to be high art then, isn't it? It's no. at the higher end. No, it's rubbish film. You know, it's like a sort of Harry Potter fantasy thing, isn't it? Oh, you mean the Golden Compass? That's the one, you see? <laughs> you know. And have you read the books? No, I don't read. The Bill Pullman, Philip Pullman books. I don't read books, I'm afraid. <laughs> Why not? Can't read. <laughs> you're, an art, you're an artist. That yeah, goes they they didn't teach me to read at school. <laughs> <laughs> But didn't get all this way without reading nothing. <laughs> Let me just press this button. Join me on WCRFM every Friday morning for a generous helping of music and all the latest news and information about food, drink and healthy eating. We'll be keeping you in touch with local producers and events, as well as the latest bulletins from the Food Standards Agency. Taste Wolverhampton every Friday morning on WCRFM. WCRFM is brought to you with help and funding from our partners at Wolverhampton City Council, the City of Wolverhampton College, New Hampton Arts Centre, The Lighthouse, the University of Wolverhampton and Wolverhampton Network Consortium.
Outside Centre with Dr. Dark. WCRFM. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, my guest is Tanya Raba. <laughs> is that right? Oh, well done. I said it right then, didn't I? I wonder if I'll remember it for the next time. Uh, let's, let's see. I haven't turned your microphone on. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya Raba. Yeah, you missed the best <clears throat> line then. Uh, hopefully I'm going to bring in the, uh, the newspaper clipping of the Munchkins. Oh, excellent. Because uh, one of them is called... My descendant. ...is called Meinhardt Rab. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he's the tallest. Uh, so hopefully I'll bring that cl- paper clipping in for you a bit later on to peruse. So I was going to ask you about... Uh, what was I going to... I've got it written here. Who are you inspired by? Who am I inspired by? I've not asked you that question before, I don't think. But who are you inspired by? Both, talking about different levels, artistically, uh, kind of creatively, career-wise and disability-wise, politically-wise. Let's start with politically-wise. Political? I don't have any political. <laughs> A political ideal. I don't you have any. you greatly. Let's just say Foucault and move on. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> and what about disability? Who, who's, who's been your biggest influence? Who's been my biggest influence in the disability world? Mm. Well, I don't think <clears throat> I don't think there's one individual. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Has to be, Thanks a lot. Has to be a collective. Let's. Who's the collective? Well, the collected are in the who's who. You mean the collective, literally? The, they are the collective. And are you a believer in the collective? I don't know. I don't know. Why does that mean? To <laughs> uh, so you, there haven't been any key individuals on that route of self-discovery of of disability. Oh well, <clears throat> well, I mean, I'd say the fir- the first person that set me <coughs> on the track of of for me developing my own disability politic. Mm-hmm. Would be, have to be <laughs> Nabil Shaban, I'm afraid. Nabil Shaban, yeah. And and when and where did that happen? <laughs> when and where that 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 happened? Um, in the um, in the late eighties, mm-hmm. which was when I was doing my degree mm-hmm. in graphic design. And where were you doing that? At Leeds Poly, mm-hmm. and I was researching into. Um, Images of disability mm. in the media, and I discovered the concept of body fascism. Mm. And I which is a bit of a Nabil thing. Isn't it, it is. So it it really came from him because there was a lot of there was a lot of um, programs on Channel Four at the time. Different, different strokes. Yeah, didn't we have? Didn't we have the disability um, TV unit or something down there? Disability programs unit, the BBC. Yeah. But equally, Channel Four had something on that, that I think was quite instrumental to a lot of disabled people. Yeah. And it was called something like Different Strokes. But they did a lot of disability stuff in their first kind of like eight to ten years. They were they were actually exceptional yeah. people. And then there was another filmmaker, um, Steve Dwoskin, mm-hmm. who was who was the forerunner for for me developing a um a visual um way of working and way of using disability within my own imagery and that was through his work or you met him personally no i never met him personally mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. well i've seen him but i've never got <laughs> I've up to seen talk him from to him a distance. yeah <laughs> i thought oh no he's too awesome to go and talk too to awesome him. yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, and actually, when I was at Leeds Poly, mm-hmm. um, one of our tutors was um, a friend of his and was actually in his films in the 60s. Mm-hmm. What was their name? Um, Colin Smith. Mm-hmm. He was called. Mm-hmm. He was the design tutor. Yeah, so so the, kind of those two together kind of set me on the on the road. So if we had a dis, if we had a Steve Dwoskin film in the Disability Film Festival, you could come and introduce it and give a special presentation about it. Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Marvelous, marvelous. Have you got one? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. Which one have you got? I've got um, Inside, Outside, or what it was called. Can't outside remember. in. That's the one. Outside in. But yeah. it's on video. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, but I'd have to get permission to show it. We we would, yes. I know a lot of his stuff is in the film Video Umbrella, I think, or whatever that's used to. But equally, I think, you know, he's 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 a good guy, Steve. Yeah. He's uh, very supportive of lots of different work. Have you ever seen Trying to Kiss the Moon? That was the one, he, his last big film, I think, for Channel 4. no. Which I think was I, that a late, more later one? Because yeah. that, that one I've just said was quite early on. It was quite early on. Yeah. Well, it was more of his middle period. He did a lot of kind of avant-garde experimental stuff in the 60s. Yeah. That was all quite short stuff. Outside, Inside Out is quite, it's quite a long piece for him, isn't it? Mm. And have you seen his German one, Behinded? No. Well, I think I've only seen two, which is the Inside Outside one and, and another one, but I can't remember its name. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have two of them, but I lent one of them to a friend and never seen it since. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. <clears throat> so anybody else? If we've got Nabil, you're hitting the heights here. Nabil and Dwoskin. And well, then we've got... Then I'd look at, um, you know, the artists that I've seen over the years. Mary yeah. Duffy, mm-hmm. who was um, did f- stuff on photography. Mm-hmm. And self-image. Yeah. So we're looking at we're looking at artists who have done who've really developed work which is about their bodies mm-hmm. and their self-imagery as a disabled individual. More looking at the women as well rather mm-hmm. than males. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I know any male artworks yeah. apart from. They're not worth knowing. Um, what's his name from the northeast? Eddie Hardy. That's the one. And was but he he's kind of. I think, I'm sure he's given up actually practicing as a as an artist now, because he had he kept all his drawings and his paintings for some time. He used to do like massive big charcoal drawings, nudes of himself, mm. similar looking to yourself, of course. <laughs> he was a big <laughs> fat biffy. <just> <laughs> You like to take your clothes off <laughs> as well because we've got paintings of yours on the web on your website <laughs> with no kit on. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so so he done he did all these paintings and then he wanted he, th- he was trying to make it as a as a professional artist, but nobody wanted to buy his paintings, so he be- he became an art therapist. An art therapist, that's sad, isn't it? And um, and he decided to burn all his paintings. He burnt them all. He burnt them all. Because he kept them in storage for many years and he thought, well, this is just a waste of money. So he took them all out and burned them. Yeah. And when did he do that? Oh, I don't know. Probably about ten years ago. I have to get him on the show. Yeah. He could be the only arsonist we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> He's still in the north, though. Uh, <clears throat> this room's only big enough for one fat biffy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> But if we're going, if we're looking at artists in, 
you know, artists in history mm. would have to look at um, Frida Kahlo. Oh, Frida. Oh, Frida's one of my main influences. Explain why. Because I know a lot of people think that she's just a cliched load of old rubbish. Rubbish in what way? In the sense that, you know, it just reinforces a lot of the negative kind of cliches and archetypes of disability and 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 as a woman and equally that she you know, she's just a parody of herself really in her later work. Why do you think she's good? Well, because she she you know, she portrays it she portrays her life as it was. She made she made paintings constantly throughout the whole of her life mm. about the world around her. Well, someone, and isn't that what an artist does? Well, someone just said to me she's a vegetable painter. She's a vegetable <laughs> painter. And I think well, they, she did do. They she meant did. that about vegetables and the self portraits. They were calling both of them vegetable. <laughs> harsh, harsh but fair. I think that is a bit unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think uh, the artistic. The the skill in her actual painting, mm. I don't think is is that good. Mm. Um, but 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 the content of the paintings, mm. I think is is just um, you know still some of those stories that she paints in those paintings. You could still paint those paintings today. Because and those and those ideals would be would be relevant because you do know that she had spina bifida. She didn't have spina bifida. How do you know that one? I know she had spina bifida. How did she didn't have spina before? Did she? Because she had a limp. You see, before she was hit by the tram. Yeah. That should that should be a title in a novel, shouldn't it? <laughs> before she was hit by the tram. Where did you find that? In one of the biographies by some American woman whose name escapes me, Havana, she, one yeah, yeah, she she explores. Oh, you the, see, I've got that book. I've never read it. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at the pictures. Mr. Robert Weber, do not buy her a book for Christmas. It is a waste of money. I don't even unless try, it's a even, comic book with pictures only. No, he even tried buying me audio books, and I couldn't. Get and it. she, her research to her anyway, at least revealed that. Uh, she was disabled before the tram hit because she was hit by the tram quite young. Yeah. And part of the explanation of why she was hit by the tram was because of her inability to walk in a traditionally ordinary way. Right. And that was because she was born with spina bifida. There right. you go. Well, yeah. there you go. So she was a... She was a... She was a, a double. She was a double. <laughs> a double disabled person. Tripled, if you can't be in a woman. You know, disabled. and I think... Do you know what? I think if she'd have been alive today... She, she'd be very old. <laughs> No, she would be very old. <laughs> she would be throwing her canvases around the round. She'd be throwing her canvases around the round. Yeah, no, she'd be. I reckon she would be a demonstrate. She would be. She, <laughs> she'd be a demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> she would be. You'd never believe we went to university. We're so inarticulate, aren't we? Well, Mind so, you, not of you. You've never read a book. No, I didn't. No, I did a whole degree, and I never read one book. And look like I just watch films. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you like lots of pictures. Yes. That's what counts. Well, I did have to read books when I did my MA. Mm. Yeah. And where did you do the MA? At Manchester Metropolitan University. Mm -hmm. And when was that? Um, that was in 90... 
five, I think. And when are you doing the PhD? I'm not doing You're a not, PhD. Oh, go on. Do I don't want to. Unless somebody's going to pay me loads of money to Dr. do it. Dr. Raba. Well, there's already a Dr. Raba in the family. Is there? Yeah. And what are they What are they a doctor of? My sister's a doctor of psychology. Is she? Yeah. And do you have therapy with her? No. <laughs> 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 no, coming back to Frida Kahlo, I'm yeah. interested in Frida Kahlo. Uh, I actually like Frida Kahlo. I know I've just described her as a vegetable painter. In fact, someone else described her as a vegetable painter. Uh, <laughs> I, Maybe I, they knew nothing about vegetables. Painting. No, they did. They did. They 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 are they they are they did they do they do. And uh, but one of the problems with Frida Kahlo, surely, is her <coughs> the easy way in which her work is appropriated by the non-disabled to use it to marginalise disabled people by seeing that her work puts all of the emphasis on the body and it depoliticises disability as a political concept and reduces it down to the kind of female body as a second-class state of citizenship. And existence. Yes, but don't you think that's really a sign of the times that she lived in? Is that an excuse? No. It is. Oh, an excuse for who? For her. Saying, oh, it's in the context of when she lived. Well, how can she? She can't justify it. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I mean is it's just by saying, oh, well, so you're acknowledging that that's true then, that her work was that. Well, no, I don't know that her work was that. No, but what do you see it as? What is her work? Is it a strong political statement that you see as an affirmation of difference? Or is it about the suffering female disabled body? I don't think it's of the suffering <laughs> female. But a lot of people see it that way. Well, I don't see, you know, I don't see... I don't see people who... who, who I don't see work that's that's about the female body as uh, and and um, that includes disability as suffering <laughs> but that that's what i mean and that's what i think a lot of people have a problem with frida carlo's work yeah. because it allows the 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 viewer yeah. to see it as in the terms of suffering and uh, i've never seen it as as suffering though how do you see it i see it i see it as, as you know, uh, as expressing the experiences that she was going through, mm -hmm. but not in a suffering, not on a suffering level. Mm -hmm. It's just a, of a, you know, it, it is an expressive, it's an expression. There you go, you got your PhD subject there already. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got Tanya Raab with us, Tanya Raba. Yes. I've got it right that time. You've only been on 58 times. Uh, if you want to email the show, email me at dark at wcrfm.com. If you want to comment on any of the meanderings and ramblings of either myself or Tanya, have a yawn. <laughs> <laughs> or you can text me on 60300 and write WCR followed by a space, followed by dark, D-A-R-K-E, space, and then your message or name and contact details. I've got some free tickets to give away at the show at the Arena Theatre at the end of January. Sadly, I have no idea what the show's called or what the day is. <laughs> uh, uh, so, That's professionalism for you. Look, you're the woman who had Christmas dinner in Tesco's, all right? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, how can you phone in for a free ticket if you don't know what it's for? It's part of the outside. It's part of the outside centre disability. So I'll tell festival. you what, if you've got if you've seen the leaflet or go on the website, you can have Absolutely. a look. Absolutely. Look on the website www.outside-centre.info and that gives you all the details of the Outside Centre Wolverhampton Disability Festival that uh, is going on for a considerable period of time of which you can see Tanya's work at every arena theatre performance as part of that festival. Isn't that right, Tanya? That is right. That is absolutely right. And it's an honour and a privilege for Outside Centre to have been able to uh, support that being shown at every arena Outside Centre festival event. Thank you, Paul. I try. Outside centre, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of minutes before the news. I'm, go- I'm going to ask... T- uh, I've, I've, I've been handed a leaflet of what the show in January is. <laughs> so now you can email it. I can't because it's not on the leaflet. It's been added <laughs> since the leaflet was made. So you who will... Is you don't know who it is? I don't know who it is. So you will have to look at the website... And uh, it needs more hits anyway to pay for all that hard work that's been put into it. And so you'll have to look on www.outside-centre.info to see what that January the show is. I think it's about 28th or something. Uh, And so (laughs) free tickets for that. I'll try and endeavour to find out while the news is on what, uh, what uh, what that is. So, Tanya, tell us. Where will you be spending Christmas? I'm spending Christmas at home with my husband. Mm-hmm. Anybody coming to see you? Friends, family? No. We're going to lock the doors. <laughs> <laughs> Having been to Tesco's earlier to get <laughs> yeah, your lunch? Indeed. In fact, I've got my Christmas dinner on order from Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> You're a classy dame, aren't you? <laughs> Much like myself. It'll be just me and my husband and my cat. What's your cat's name? Sylvia. Sylvia. <laughs> Is that named after anybody at NDAF by any chance? <laughs> no. <laughs> It'll now gone down the pan. I finally found out what that show is that I'm offering free tickets to. <laughs> and I did it by looking up the website. Oh, marvellous. That's novel, well, isn't it? Somebody had to show you how to do that, they? Didn't they did. They? they did. A, a little boy, actually, had to yeah. and show me how to do that. Uh, and so it's actually The Tempest uh, by Tara Arts, and it's on Tuesday the 29th of January at 7.30. Uh, the reason it's in the festival is because it's a BL, BSL-interpreted show. Uh, and so if there's anybody out there who's interested in seeing a BSL-interpreted show, or you're doing The Tempest for O-level, A-level, degree, or you're just into theatre, or you want to be a performer, or your name begins with a P, go and see The Tempest. <laughs> Is anybody in it that we know? No. No. But I'm sure there's some legendary people in it from Tara Arts. And if you go to the www.outside-centre.info festival website, you can click on Tara Arts and find out more about them. So you will know precisely who is going to be in the show. So coming back to uh, Tanya Raba, who we've got in the studio with us. She's changed (laughs) mic. Uh, That's microphone as opposed to uh, who she works for. Changing mic. See, get the joke there, changing mic. Yeah, changing mic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
NDAF. NDAF. NDAF are no more. <laughs> Who were they? Who were they? And how do you feel about that? Are you devastated by the news of NDAF? demise. Well, I'm not. I'm not personally. Because um, you uh, did name your cat after the administrator. Then, I didn't did. You? I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. Well, it is devastating for the for the disability arts world. Is do it? You think? No. No. No, I don't. No, you no, know it's not disability. <laughs> I've always. It's been... a bit shocking. Uh, no, it's no. It? I've always been a bit of an advocate of the closure of NDAF, really. Yeah, because I think they're they're in the northeast. They don't do much, and they're, they're pretty much a waste of time. <laughs> There's really. nobody in the northeast, is there? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't mean that. I mean I think their their significance. They've allowed a lot of things to go unsaid because they exist, and I don't think they've been very challenging no. to the arts council. And they should have been the advocate and the voice of disabled artists. And often they haven't been that at all. They've just done little things here and there, you know, which has been. I th- I, I think. I think it's up to the individuals myself. Do you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're only saying that as a... You know, no wonder Eddie Hardy burnt all his paintings. That's what I can say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, it's not personal. I think a lot of people thought that I meant it personally against people at NDAF, and I didn't. I, I've never meant anything personal. <laughs> uh, but I do think, for example, given that... You know, disability arts forums and organisations have struggled over the last 10 years. You know, NDAF should have been at the forefront articulating why that shouldn't be the case. Well, it should be. Forcing... They, should, they should have been the, you know, they should have been the, the face. Or the voice. Or, or the, the ears, voice. even. Even, yes. <laughs> Instead, they, they, were... should, they should have been the political motivator and it, and, and it must have just becomes off soap. That's all I can say. <laughs> and I think Disability Arts Online is, is a much better organisation and, and in what they do and what they deliver, if for no other reason that they give you money to review shows, Tanya. Exactly. <laughs> Ender, I was going to say, that's Ender why... you never gave you money. They, they never gave... But they did have Etc., which has been a, a, a successful online newsletter that you can advertise your <laughs> artwork and even though they get the website uh, uh, link wrong all the they, time yeah which they did for me on the last <laughs> you see so I, I think I think I, you know I'm sorry for the, the individuals who are going to lose their jobs I'm sure they'll step into bigger and better ones but I, I and, and even etc I thought etc lacked punch and oomph uh, and direction yeah. Over the last five years, that it that it needed, and I think Disability Arts Online that you now write for. I do well. Oh yes, on a regular basis. <laughs> on a regular come on, basis. Come on. So and, who have and, I done so far? Uh, I, I've still got. I've just. I've done Julie McNamara's Pigtails. Yeah. Reviewed. Liz Carr's show. It and hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I've just. Um, I don't know if that one's online yet. And Lawrence Clark's Doctor Evil, Mister Evil, twelve percent evil. Yeah, twelve percent evil. I've got that one to do. So I want to know what did you think of Pigtails by Julie McNamara, which was one of the first in the uh, Outside Centre Festival. I think it was a good one to launch. It wasn't the launch one though, was it? No, it wasn't the launch one. But it was. You liked it, did you? I did like it. Yeah. Why? Why? Because it told a story of. Um, it really. It's really told a story of Julie's life, really, but a bit kind of embellished in places, I'm sure. Mm. But uh, it, I really like to see the a a kind of one woman show thing. I quite I like that. Yeah. 
I think that gives a sense of 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 power to the. Mm. I had problems with it. You had problems. I think, with as it. I've discussed on the show with uh, Rachel, uh, Rachel Liggett. Liggett. Yes. Uh, another one of my favourite guests, along with yourself, of course. Uh, that uh, I think there's there's a cracking twenty minute personal piece yeah. in Pigtails, yeah, and it's been dragged out too long. There was too much set, too much going on, too many characters that dissipated it. I think it was far too politically in your face when it didn't need to be because I think the voice of the author was politicised enough to get that across yeah. more clearly. Yeah. And so I, I had a bit of... And the video projections, I thought, were, were unnecessary. I liked the video projections. I liked the video projections. This is it. I think because I'm a visual junkie, I want visuals. I think I think if it had just been Julie on her own um, without the set, because I, d- I didn't understand that bit about... Well, the, well, not that I didn't understand it, but the bit about the butcher bit kind of didn't... Didn't work. It didn't work, really. No. Well, there you go. Let's be harsh. Yeah. Cruel to be kind. It just. But I didn't think work. I think it, if Julie had been telling the story with just the costumes that they're hanging in different places, so she changed into the different costumes as she changed into the different characters, mm. and with the backdrop, which should have been uh, huge and not projected onto that, the altar, thing, because I think the altar was just a bit too messy. So. So the all, all was messy and the butchers was didn't work. This is what I mean. Yeah. I think there were serious problems with it. Because, I don't think they're serious no, problems. No, I do because I think I think it because I think there's 20 minutes a half hour thing that was absolutely brilliant. Gripping, yeah. gripping stuff. Yeah. That all this other stuff just got in the way of and I think yeah. people ended up getting a bit bored. Yeah. Which I thought was a shame because yeah. I think there is there's 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 the a, a strong, solid piece in there. So moving on to, say, the Liz Carr show, it hasn't happened yet. Oh, that was hilariously funny. <laughs> Why was it hilariously funny? Because <laughs> it was very abusive. <laughs> <laughs> it, it used lots, she used lots of hardcore disability language <laughs> that is extremely on PC, <laughs> that we've all been brought up on. Mm-hmm. And if you get a collective of disabled people together, that language is used <laughs> I readily. Thought, I thought a collective of disabled people together were called a, a handy. <laughs> were they? <laughs> a handy of disabled. And there is something extremely powerful about having a group of disabled people together mm. and and gelling. But that's not about the show. And what did you say about the show in your review? I said the show was marvellous. Marvellous. <laughs> marvellous, marvellous. Give us no, a I said, bit more I, meat. I said that, um, I said that Liz's... Um, that, the, that, that Liz's performance was, um, was extremely powerful and along with the voices of the, of the, um, the other characters that are in the show... When she has the the, the um, fight with the uh, yeah the fight nightclub guy yeah yeah, yeah I like that bit best really mm-hmm. because that kind of the 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 whole show did remind me <laughs> of Little Voice the film mm-hmm. but it also reminded me of when I used to spend time in um, in dressing rooms 
<laughs> with my mother it, in the back of theatres, waiting for, for the, those kind of comedians that were really horrendous. What was your mother doing in the back of theatres? Well, she was a cabaret dancer. Was she indeed? Yeah. So she would, you know, so she'd be getting ready to go on. Because in the 70s, mm. you know, that was all the rage, having a bit of dance and cabaret. Bit of a dance, musical almost. Yeah, that's it. Musical. <laughs> so coming on to the Lawrence Club, I, I think the Liz Carr show was excellent as well. Again, if anybody has anything to say on anything that uh, Tanya Raab, my guest for the day, has to say, or any any of my own ramblings, email dark at wcrfm.com. I would say that... Oh, I'm sorry. No, you can say. No, I, no I would say that um, I thought Liz's costume needs to be far more over the top, though. I think it needs to be more subdued. Do you? But then that's that the only difference of opinion we have on the show. Yeah. I, I thought, because it was supposed to be in a comedy club, Yeah. I think people are a lot more scruffy and down to earth. Well, they are. And I think she dressed up as if it was a cabaret night. Yeah. Kind of thing. And that wasn't quite what it was. Yeah. It was more in a comedy club. And comedy clubs are quite dirty, grubby little places with lots of people getting drunk. Yeah. And it needed to be more almost seedy. relaxed and, yeah. and, and the way people dressed. I they, think the set could be more, could be seedier. Yes, yes. But then I think well, the set's a difficult one because I think like if you're going to try and do a tour, you want as little as possible. Yeah. And it tried to basically go for that. Almost no set at all. There was the backroom dressing room with a table, a chair, and then the mic at the front. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought that worked very well. Anyway, so if you want to contact me, I've just told you how to do that, so you can do that. And tell me if you saw any of these shows, tell me what you thought of it. And I shall read your email out if it gets to me before the end of the show. Uh, Lawrence Clark. Lawrence Clark. He's Gosh. a brave lad, isn't he? He's brave. <laughs> He's one of my handicapped heroes. Of all is time. he? He is. He is. <laughs> See, I find his shows very predictable. And what do you mean by that? I mean that we know what we're going to get when we get there. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's got he's got a formula now, and he's worked on that formula. Mm. And um, and I don't particularly like the formula. Yeah. You just don't like PowerPoint presentations. No, I do don't you? like PowerPoint. <laughs> saying that, saying that, I think his shows over. I've seen all of all of them as, as they've come out, mm-hmm. and I do think that you've got your finger on the pulse, haven't you? Yeah, I do think that this this show has developed and improved vastly from it the is, last one. It's the most professional show. I yeah, think it's he's more done. technically. It's more proficient. Yeah, and it's more interesting with the with the video clips. Mm-hmm. And I think the comedy works a lot better with the video clips. And it's, then him. This is verbatim your review, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't I haven't written it yet. You're formulating it in your yeah. head. Yeah. And so it's interesting because I think Lawrence Clark is is interesting because and I was I was talking about it to someone today. That Lawrence Clark's comedy isn't really for politicised disabled people. No, it's not. You'd agree with that? I would agree totally with and that. And it's mainly for either unpoliticised disabled people or yep. non-disabled people. Absolutely. And that that's not to knock it, because I think no. they love it. Yeah, totally. They were roaring with laughter. And, and it's very po- he's very popular as well. And, and that's good. And yeah. I think that there's a place for that. But equally, it's it's different kind of comedy to what you would expect from, say, Liz Carr, which is very much harder, but equally for often politicised disabled people. Because I, I would have thought people say at Liz Carr's show might actually think, oh, I don't like this. 
this is a bit disturbing because because <laughs> someone said to me that they were squirming in their seat as they were watching Liz Carr. Well, I'd say that was a good thing. Well, yes, because it was challenging. <laughs> so, it, but it's not like Lawrence's stuff. No. That's for sure. Do you listen to the Ouch podcast? The um, Liz's one. Yes. No, the new one. Uh, there's about twenty-two of them actually. Yeah, but the Christmas one. Yeah. Do you listen to them generally? No, I've listened to them once. <laughs> <laughs> and there's you go. Which one of the twenty-two is it? You no, I thought you the meant. One. No, I thought you meant the, the most recent one. There is their most recent one, and it's 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 an interesting experiment in in uh, disability comedy, actually, which I'd recommend to people to listen. Uh, I have listened to him when I did listen to it. <laughs> that <the> once. once. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was really. I thought it was hilariously funny. If you go to bbc.co.uk, there's a comedy podcast by the BBC's. Disability website called Ouch, which uh, Liz does, along with Matt Fraser. Oh, I thought they were going to axe it. Well, they're not. They they're not, no. I'll tell no. you about that another time. That's just far too laborious to go in. But it hasn't been axed. But uh, I think the next five or six Liz isn't doing. Oh. So obviously their quality will vastly deteriorate. Well, who's doing it then? Without Liz. Uh, it's Matt Fraser and I think they're getting a, a guest presenter perhaps for the six, six months mm. or just for the... Because I imagine that Liz leads it really. I think Liz leads it and I think Liz is the core and the heart of it. Yeah. Uh, very, very much so. Uh, but she's not doing it for the next five or six months because I know she's not going to be there to do it so tell us a bit more about your work with disability arts online is that what it's called well i just have to finish because um i'm actually going to do a portrait of liz are you yeah and when are you going to do that i said i'm going to do that in the summer excellent and that could be the focus of the next wolverhampton disability art festival couldn't it that could be the face of it that could be the face of it it could be the logo and that's it we've got it (laughs) excellent (laughs) <laughs> are we running another one? Well, are we? I, I haven't run the we first are. one. We are. We are. I, I, I like to think of it as being me and you, Tony. Of course. You've been in, you you know when I said to you who inspired you earlier. Yeah. You're top of my list. <laughs> yeah, I'm top of your list. You're not top of my list. <laughs> well, obviously, I'm devastated that I'm not the top <laughs> of your list. No, but you are in the you are the, you are in the collection, as I said. The collection. Yeah. I want to be more than just a member of the collective. <laughs> I want to stick out. No, you do, with your gorilla art. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to say my gorilla stomach. No. Uh, so what else have I got around here? What do you think of a lot of disability art? A lot, a lot of disability art. What do you think of it? A lot of it... Is rubbish. Is rubbish. <laughs> 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 there, is, <coughs> there are... <clears throat> Don't hold back now. No, no. A lot of it is rubbish because it's um, because it's not been um, because the artists who, who have or whoever has made the disability mm-hmm. art hasn't pushed it to the you know developed it enough mm-hmm. or it's not professional in its mm-hmm. in its execution mm-hmm. in its delivery. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think I believe there are a key number of excellent dis- disabled artists Such who, are, as? who are practicing and delivering us. Give me their names and high addresses. Quality, <laughs> high quality disability art. Mm-hmm. <coughs> the likes of? Well, the likes of 
we have um, Catherine Arinello mm-hmm. and um, Aaron Williamson. Mm-hmm. You know of those two? I do indeed. I know them personally. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you? No, I don't know them you personally. You don't know Catherine? No. Well, if she ever comes up here, I'll introduce you. Um, who else do we have? <laughs> the long silence. I know, I can't think of who else we have now. Um, <clears throat> I might try and get Kath- uh, Catherine up here for the film festival because she's done quite a lot of video work, hasn't she? She has. Experimental stuff by and large. It's not particularly narrative well, driven, uh, is it? Aaron Williamson has as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Aaron's done a lot. Aaron's been going for like 48 years, hasn't he? Is he? And he's been going since I was born. So. Since you were born? <laughs> Before I was born. Oh, oh microphone's the microphone's <laughs> disappearing. <laughs> the microphone's disappearing. Oh, go on, pull it back down to you. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's oh, squeaking oh. now, Let me it? just turn it off while you drag it down. Yeah. That's all right. Um, is that all right? That's all right. It means you're going to have to lean forward now. Yeah, well, I am leaning forward. And who else would you say? Oh, God, you know, I can't think now. The names have just gone out of my head. Obviously, the top of the list is Anne Whitehurst. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. But what is she doing... Presently. Listening to this radio show. No, is she? Yes. <laughs> well, there you go. Because no, you're doing? an inspiration to her. Oh, yeah, don't. So I rubbish. know you are, Tanya. <laughs> you see, I don't, I've never met Liz either, I'm sure. You mean Anne? I mean Anne, sorry. <laughs> Get your names Liz, right. Anne. Get your uh, Yeah, you, sorry. Have you ever met Liz? No, Liz. Have who? you ever met any disabled no, people? I don't. <laughs> Do you know what? I can't think now. In fact, you're an escaped. Convict, really, aren't you? Just searching <laughs> the countryside. <laughs> now, I can't think of any other disabled artists in, that are visual artists in in my head right at the moment. You've mm. had me talking for hours. Brain's going a bit. Well, let's talk about <coughs> the next step of who's who. Oh, God. You're putting in an Arts Council application, aren't I you? I am. I'm doing uh, that as we speak. As Not quite as we speak, because you're talking to me. And uh, ruining the studio by thrashing the microphones around the place. What? What? What are you gonna? What? 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 What's gonna be at the core of the second stage of who's who? The core. It, this is only a very small stage because we've got the launch of the exhibition, which is uh, Halton Lee. Mm-hmm. So this this stage of my. Um, are you getting a jumbulance to go around the Midlands picking up disabled people? A jumbulance? What's one of them? Don't you know what a jumbulance is? No. You, you seriously don't know no. what <laughs> I don't know. It's a genuine thing. When they take groups to Lourdes... Yes! <laughs> they have this giant coach. It's a double-length coach with a yeah. bendy bit in the middle yeah. with beds in and hospital equipment. You know, this sounds like my <laughs> third application. <laughs> and it's called the Jumbulance. So it's the a jumbo ambulance. Excellent. That sounds super. <laughs> and I think you should be driving around the Midlands picking up disabled people to take them to Holton Lee. Oh, my God, I should be. <laughs> I hope the Arts Council are listening to this. You mean you've never seen the Jumbulance? No, I've never seen a Jumbulance. Are you sure you're disabled? No, I've never been to Lourdes. <laughs> You've never been to Lourdes? No, because I'm not, you know, I'm Church of England time. <laughs> we don't do Lourdes. Well, you're going straight to hell, my darling. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be a Catholic to go to Lourdes. It's a wonderful tourist attraction. <coughs> I'd that? recommend it. I'm not, I'm not Catholic. No. And I've been to Lourdes and I thought it was absolutely, it is fascinating on, it? on a disability level, honest to God. Is there lots of... 
handicapped people walking <laughs> oh, around. Oh, goodness. But you know, like most... The living dead. <laughs> you know you have cycle lanes here. Yeah. you got wheelchair lanes. No, oh, you haven't. It's true. I've got to go. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. And I got cured there. You got cured of I what? Did. Well, I had an infection and I got cured because I drank the water. Yeah. But it was taking the water to, to take me antibiotics. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not sure which one it did, really. Which one was the more powerful? Anyway, so the next stage of Who's Who mm-hmm. is audience development, audience. which is the bus. Oh, my goodness you know, me. This is, it's publicity and marketing. Audience development. How am I going to develop my audience? <laughs> <laughs> Buy a jambulance. Yeah. And bust them all in. <laughs> Marketing and what? Publicity. Publicity. So you're gonna you're gonna produce a, a catalogue. I am, yeah. That uh, will be a hard copy. Yes. With braille, obviously. A braille like a... separate copy. <laughs> <laughs> and one with audio description of the pictures as well. You get your yeah. little C D with it. Oh I didn't put that in. And and then along with a little BSL film yeah. so that those people who can't read, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I didn't put that in either. <laughs> well, uh, I've only got. I can only get up, go up to five grand, and I need it to. You know, I need the it. catalogue will cost you that. Yeah, I know. Well, I've <laughs> I'm not going into details. No, no, I'm, I'm serious because I know a lot of my listeners will obviously we will want a free copy. The free copy to give away as a prize on the show <laughs> next time you. Well, the third or fourth time in future that you come because yeah. obviously that's you, that won't be till March, will it? it won't be ready. You'll have been then. on three or four times by then. <laughs> <laughs> The listeners might not want me on anymore. Oh, I've had people say to me, when are you getting Tanya back? Yeah. I've had other people saying, when is she taking over the show because you're boring? (laughs) Yes, indeed. (laughs) Somebody told me that you were trying to make me take over the show. (laughs) No, that was me. Yeah. (laughs) We've got in the showroom today. In the showroom? This isn't a showroom. This is a studio. We've got in the studio today, Tanya Raab. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who's been with us since the beginning in April of the show. Have I? Yeah. Didn't I think it? you were one of the first guests, weren't you? I'm not, yeah. I'm... If not the first. No, I wasn't. I you was sure? about a third. You sure? I like to think of you. Yeah. You were the first good guest. Yeah, I was. I was um, the first entertainer. I'm now going to have to look up to see who I had one before you so I don't offend them and say, oh, you were really the best. <laughs> so what else is I going to talk to you about? I think we've, we've been talking quite a lot about... Uh, all the kind of stuff that you've been doing. How's married life? Yeah. Last time we met you, you just got married. I just got married. Married life. We're settling into married life now. And how is it? It's wonderful. Is it everything you hoped it would be? It's everything and more. And more. And more. <laughs> and what's the more that we can talk about on air? <laughs> <laughs> what's the more? I don't know. Just feel... <clears throat> just feel nice and settled and comfortable mm-hmm. and getting on with life. Getting on with life? Yes. Well, that's that's good. And so what, uh, do you plan to stay in Shrewsbury? For now. For now? Do. Yeah, for now. You don't want to return to the homestead of Yorkshire? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't want to, I don't want to go back to Yorkshire. Ever? Ever. <laughs> Not even on a day trip. No. Well, I have to go and see my parents. They still live in Scarborough. Scarborough? Yeah. That's a trip to the seaside. No, it's a trip to the seaside. And so you grew up going to Alan Akebourne plays, did you? I did, yeah. <laughs> 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 
It's theatre in the round. Is that what it's called? Well, it was. Is, is it called the Alan moved... Lake Ball? Yeah. No, well, no, because it used to be the theatre in the round, which was a different theatre, and then mm. they moved it to the old Odeon, mm. which is now yeah. called the Alan Aitbourne Theatre. And did you seriously go and see lots of Alan Aitbourne? No, I did, yeah, because <laughs> my mother was probably in them, because she was a play, an actress, and so what? as well as a dancer. <laughs> was she well-known, or just in your area? No, just in our area. She's a legend in her own... She was a legend. <laughs> in Yorkshire. <laughs> she was. I think she's done a few TV uh, films and stuff, but I mm. can't remember what they were. Mm. And weren't you tempted to move into that kind of profession, being inspired by your mother? No. Or did she tell you it's not worth it? No, she never directed me, encouraged me to go anywhere. <laughs> Is that because she didn't care or what? Well, it's not that she didn't care, but she didn't have very high expectations. Because you're disabled? Yes. <laughs> I'm not convinced you're disabled yet. All these people you've never met. Well, like who? Like Steve Dwoskin, Catherine Aranello, Aaron Williamson. Well, I like to keep... Paul Dark. I like to be a little bit elusive. That's what I've heard. Oh. That's what I've heard. No, so what was it like? You went to a special school then? I did, yeah. And where was that special school? That was um, it was called Welburn Hall School and it was in Kirby Moorside, which is um, about 20... near Helmsley. Do you know? Is that somewhere in the that's, north? That's the North Yorkshire. North Yorkshire, near, near Hull? No. Isn't no. that North Yorkshire? No, North Yorkshire Moors. More like Sutton Bank. Ripon. 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 Harrogate. Harrogate. York. And was it a posh school or was it just a cripple school? <laughs> no, it was just a cripple school. But it was a, it was an old school. It was like Harry Potter's school. Mm. It was like really oldie-worldie. Mm-hmm. And did you all have uh, school ties and that kind of thing? We did eventually. When I first went, we didn't have anything. <laughs> we barely had blankets. <laughs> no carpets, no lifts. We had to crawl up the stairs. And and so what 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 was it like then? What was it like? The school. Uh, did you get educated? Not really. No. So you didn't leave with five A levels? <laughs> no, I've left. I left with five CSEs. Same as me. Yeah. With a CS, because, CSE king and queen of the handicap world. Because they, they didn't do... Um, they started to do CSEs about three years before I So what were your graduated. CSEs in? <laughs> yeah. Home economics. I've got CSE home economics. <laughs> geography. And geography. Maths. Maths. English. English. Science. No, I don't think I did it science. It was general science. General science. General science. Yeah. yeah. Happy days. Yes, happy days. How old are you? How old? I'm 42. A mere whippersnapper compared to the rest of us. Yeah, so... And so it was a boarding school? Yeah, it was a boarding school. I've boarded full-time. And... um, um, You went home at Christmas, summer? Yeah, you're only allowed... um, Your parents were only allowed to come and visit you once a fortnight. Oh, as it should be. Or twice a term. Mm-hmm. And and I went home at holidays, Christmas, Easter, and half what, term. What was it like going home, having been in a special school? Well, it was, was it a bit odd? It was boring. Mm. I hated being at home. I didn't have any friends. Mm. You know, and I just used to get sat in a corner or sat on the sofa with a load of toys and just left to it. Obviously, never a book. You can't <laughs> no, never, read. never, never, but... <laughs> never a book. <laughs> that sounds like a wise move to me. So, was but, it... But as I grew up, you know, my sister got older and then got boyfriends with cars. Then she could take me out. 
And so was it was it an impairment specific school or was it all impairments? It's all impairments. Well, I went to an impairment specific school. No, mine was everything right from people who had diabetes to asthma mm. to severe, um, profound learning disabilities. Isn't that called a hospital? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's for the full range. And anybody well known in the disability movement go there? No one, no which one. is very odd. Not one person from my school <clears throat> has become a famous disabled artist. And why do you think that is, apart from yourself, obviously? Why do I think that, that nobody became... Because they're all so totally uneducated and unmotivated. Yeah, but it didn't stop you, it didn't stop me. No, I think people did, you know, they left and they just had families and... Did the normal oh, Most of the people I went to school, they left and died. Did they? <laughs> well, a few of mine died. And do you still see anybody <clears throat> you went to school with? No, but my parents tell me regularly. <laughs> <laughs> they get a newsletter. No, they tell me regularly about the about uh, about three or four disabled people that I went to school with and how they're getting on with their marriages. Or <laughs> <laughs> if they see them in the street, they say hello to them and tell them that I got married and... Things like that. And that you're a clever, famous, successful handicapped person. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and one of the bravest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting. And so how old were you when you got sent to boarding school? Four. Four? <laughs> <laughs> in fact, probably well, three and a half. And I thought you said your parents liked you. <laughs> <laughs> and so do you have a problem with having been sent to a special school? <clears throat> No, no, because actually, once, once it, once I grew up, once I grew up, um, it was the best. They, my school days were the best days of my life. So I, had a, I had a great time. Best days of my life. At school. Yeah. No, didn't want to leave in the end. And and why was that? Given that they didn't educate you. Apart well, from you cracking five CSEs. Because I I felt it was my home. Mm. You know, it was my it was my Literally. life. It was my life, it was my community, it was everything. Was it on a hill? Luckily, <laughs> I don't think it was. I went to a home on a hill. <laughs> it was in the grounds of about 52 acres of land with, so, a, with a lake and a pond. <laughs> so are you against special schools now? Well, I think in a modern context you have to look at what, you know, what, what is a special school going to do. Mm-hmm. For a dis- you know, for disabled people, mm-hmm. but I'm not, you know, I'm not opposed to disabled people being together in a space because I mm-hmm. think that should happen regularly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it does, and they're called day centres. No, not day centres. <laughs> so you're you're against that kind of forced segregation. Force said seg- forced forced segregation. <coughs> yeah, because it's a difficult one because I know a lot of people who are against special schools. And again, like yourself, I am in principle against special schools and yeah. segregation, but uh, I enjoyed school yeah. by and large, as yeah. you've just said you yeah. have. And equally, I don't think either of us would have been the people that we are no. if we'd have not been to a special school. And the fact that it killed 99% of everyone else we were with, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it makes it a complex issue, don't you think? It t- Totally. Totally, and I think if you don't, if if disabled people got, can't get together with other disabled people and and learn together and share experiences, then 
then they become isolated and lose ident their own identity. Mm. And and would you would you would you argue would you <coughs> perhaps uh, hypothesise that potentially one of the reasons why the disability art movement has kind of disintegrated over the last five ten years and the disability arts movement as well to some extent is because you're not getting people who went to special schools. A lot more people are being totally, certainly that has to be the reason. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm serious too. I think because you've got a lot of disabled people who, who are kind of normalised, who don't want anything to do with disabled. People. No, and if you, if you look at the, if you look at the artists that are coming, the disabled artists that are coming out now, they, they are of either, um, either they're either learning disabled artists, mm -hmm. they're either mental health. Mm -hmm. artists because they've been trapped in the mental health system mm -hmm. uh, um, there's a lack of congenitals such as you and I yeah there is no there is no well, <laughs> physically to say for I love the place. term congenital I think congenital. I like to think of myself as a congenital do you know what I've just discovered the disability the um, arthrogryposis um, is group. that a friend of yours no, that's my condition and I've just dis I've just discovered the support group. And how long have they been in existence? They've been in existence, I don't know, about Is 20... this because you've been in denial about, 20... about no, it? No, or... it's been 20, about 20 years. I didn't even know they existed. And you're going to become their official artist, I Do you know what? <laughs> you could be their war artist in the, in the community. I know. They're called TAG. TAG. The Arthrogryposis Group. Arthrogryposis. The... That, that sounds like a miserable northerner. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the arthrogryposis. Have they got a website? Would you like to give us the They website? have got a website. It's I don't know, I just found it. Is it tag? Tag.co.uk. Tag I think it might be, yeah. Oh, I bet you it isn't. We'll have to get uh, get someone to look up uh, tag. How do you spell what you've got? How do I spell it? Tag. Oh, I've just told you I can't read. Oh. You're asking me to spell it. <laughs> Come on, let's put it a in the search. <coughs> Hold on a second. Put, put, get up get up Google and we'll... Uh... A-R. No, hold on, he's not no, ready. No, he's not he's doing not, it. He's not ready. The producer's not ready with <laughs> the, the website. The producer's not ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, do it, in, do it as a search because, you know, you, you won't get it up as uh, as uh, whatever. So, <laughs> And were, were there many people with uh, tag at school with you or were you the only one? I was the only one for a little while, and then a, and then this girl turned up, and her name was Tanya. Really? Yeah, and it, she was. Is it she, compulsory for that condition? That you're she all named was. She was a year younger than me, mm -hmm. and she looked like me. And what happened to her? Um, well, her family were. Her father was in the army, mm. so they eventually left, and they they put her into a normal school. <laughs> so how do you spell it? They thought she wasn't getting good enough education, so they took her out. <laughs> how do you spell it? What? Arthro. A R T R H T R H R O G R Y P O I S Phosis I S again, but I S Phosis. Just do. We're going Well, there you go. It's corrected it. Did you mean arthropyologist? It's T A G. Oh, is, is it tag online? That's it's the, the one. one. Tag That's online. the one. That's the one. Oh, we'll have to. So put that they've in the sent they sent me a list of the of the database of the of the people on their West mm -hmm. Midlands mm -hmm. list, and I found somebody I knew on it. Uh, really? Well, the the website. Just in case I have any listeners out there who've got this condition. <laughs> Is 
www.tagonline, that's all one word, tagonline.org.uk. That's cracking, and that's Arthrogryposis Support Group. That's the one. We'll have to get them on the show. Have they got a West Midlands rep? They have, yeah. You could come in and interview them. Hey, I could. That's a great idea. I'm going to get on to that. And you could do a special section. Arthrogryposis is I have because, known. Because, you know, it's a rare condition. Is it? It is. It's not common like mine, is it? No, it's not common. It's not common no, like I'm rare. <laughs> What am I trying to say? Oh, you can do. I have to spell it. It's A R T H R O G Y G R Y P O S I S. This is turning into a bit of a medical examination, isn't it? Oh my God, we're turning into the medical thingy model. Well, obviously, my support group is called Asbar. Asbar. Which sounds like something you'd buy in a shop to eat. Some sweets. Give me an Asbar. Yeah. Uh, A S B A H, the Association of Spine and Bifida and Hydrocephalus. But we're quite common. And are you a member? Uh, am I a member? I probably am not, actually. I used to write for their magazine, and yeah. I, I get their magazine, yeah. which is mainly about shunts. Shunts. <laughs> which is... Well, I'm waiting to see what their magazine is about. <laughs> which is, uh, you know, for hydrocephalus, because yeah. if you've got spinal bifida, yeah, yeah. not always you get hydrocephalus. And because hydrocephalus is, is where the money is now, yeah, uh, more than the spinal bifida, because we're being wiped out. Through terminations and screening, <laughs> you've been terminated. We're being eradicated from society. You see, ours, unde- <clears throat> ours is an undetectable. Oh, you're also known as arthrogryposis multiplex cognita. Yeah, congenitor. Congenitor. Yeah, that they was... named a cinema yeah, after that's, you. Yeah, so that is the full. The multiplex. That's the full thing. <clears throat> and there are different levels of it, which I've only just found out after reading a thing. Uh, document that they've sent it literally means curved or hooked joints <laughs> hey look it up on wikipedia now although you could go in and make it mean something different you could edit it couldn't you yeah we should we, that's what we should do we should uh, i know all my disabled artist friends out there listening we should create a disease and put it on wikipedia as if it's real yeah that would be funny wouldn't it yeah. and start our own little organization with a little fake website yeah oh you would your fake gorilla art <laughs> from a disability perspective that's right throw my own words back at me <laughs> you wanted a good quote i gave you a good quote slade with here's to the new year <coughs> uh, have a cough have a cough oh time i'm always coughing you are indeed always coughing <clears throat> so uh we're coming near to the end so what 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 do you want to achieve in 2008 apart from the catalog <laughs> apart from the catalog which you're going to have to give us a free copy to give away on the show well two because I want one as well well I've got to get I've got to get a you know a secure a series Unit? of galleries to tour to <laughs> mm. Mm. that wouldn't be too difficult though would it no. A woman of your talent and persuasive ability. No, in fact, abilities. I've already got one in Leicester. Which one's that? Interesting in in it doing it. I don't know. It's called Twenty Seven A Access something or other. I don't know. <laughs> 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 but I want. I need a big gallery. You know, a couple of big galleries. Mm-hmm. And have you tried uh, the the uh, up in Hull? Hull. The Ferrans Gallery in Hull. No, I haven't tried. I know that. they've had a bit of disability stuff over the years. Have they? And they've been moderately. What's it called? The Ferrens Gallery. The Ferrens Gallery. Absolutely. And I need to become a fully-fledged member of the community. 
<laughs> earning a living. <laughs> That's not going to happen in our life, Bob. <laughs> I don't mean you, I mean any of us. Yeah. The only people who earn a good living are the administrators. They tend to be non-disabled, so... Yeah. I don't want you. I hate being an administrator. <clears throat> it's where the money is, though. No, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> and you can make a good living as an untalented individual, <clears throat> much as myself. <laughs> <clears throat> And so, so what? What else would you like for two thousand and eight? I don't know. I wait till two thousand and eight comes. You're and you're you'll take it as it comes, gal. Yeah, I'll 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 think about it and develop it as it as it comes in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, what what will you do for your first wedding anniversary? Oh, I'm gonna go back to Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> to the night. To yeah, because ni- I love Cornwall. The nightmare that is yeah. Cornwall. Yeah. And you're going to buy your own beach buggy as well this time. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> hopefully. No, well, I... no, we need to. Me and Neil need to get get it together for a camper van. So we're going to go. No, it's the bus thing, isn't it? What's it jumbulance. called? The jumbulance. How can you never have seen the jumbulance? <laughs> I don't know. It's a fantastic invention, I'll tell you. Uh, so explain to me uh, <laughs> why do you want to go back to Cornwall? That's, that's a mistake. What you should do, I'll tell you what you should do. Yeah. You should ring up where you're going to go now yeah. and tell them that they need to get accessible <laughs> beach buggies because by the time you go, they might actually have got one. That's a really good idea. I'm going to do It that. is a really good idea. Ooh. I have them occasionally. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I do indeed have them occasionally. And, and I think that would be a, a good thing to do. Where will you go? St Ives again. Um, well, we're going to go back to stay in the in the bed and breakfast that we stayed in, which was halfway between um, St Ives and the other side. What's it called? The bad side. Oh no, they're both the bad side in yeah. Cornwall, aren't they? It's, it's called. It's a little place called Leeds Town. I think you should just stay in the West Midlands. <laughs> <laughs> but then Cornwall, I suppose, is a bit like Scarborough with a beach. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a better sea. <laughs> it's a bit warmer as well. <laughs> You don't fancy driving abroad then? Well, I do, but I, I'm saving that for the next couple of years. With your camper van? Yeah, yeah, with my camper van. The camper but van. I might go to I might go to um, California next year. You mean mm. 2009 or 2008? No, 2009. And when are you going to go back to your, your retreat? What? Scarborough? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I meant Belfast in Maine. Belfast in Maine. Oh yeah. Have you have you had a look at that? I have had a look at that. Yeah. I, I I'd like to go there. Yeah. If I, but I can't fly, so. Can you not? Why? I'm too heavy. Oh yeah. No, really. <laughs> no, I never fly. I don't. Oh. I don't get into aeroplanes. No. <laughs> just in case you combust. Oh, just in case it crashes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go on planes. If I ever get enough money, for someone to buy me a cruise. No, I don't think I'll go back to to um, Maine because you know you have to be in a in a in a in a certain place place to mm. go there. Mm. Mm. I can understand that, I can and understand. I think we've gone beyond that place. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Well, I'd like to thank my guest Tanya Raba. Thank you for coming on the show again. Thank you, Doctor Paul Dart. I look forward to you coming on again in 2008. Excellent. Are you free on January the 2nd? <laughs> no, I've already got someone for then. So, And let's end with a Beach Boys song, a classic. Uh, Wishing everybody a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year. Especially in Shrewsbury. Yes, in Shrewsbury. Thanks for coming. Bye.